first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Pazarczyk fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10, 
I mean, this is a team that's had the number one overall pick back-to-back years. Last year, they won three games. The year before that, they won one game. So they're three games into the season and have already won two games. So everybody's feeling great. I mean, legitimately, because three games into the season and you've almost equaled last year's win total. You've already equaled the same amount of games that it took Urban, what, 14 weeks to win? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, people are feeling great right now here in Jacksonville. They're loving what Doug Peterson has working. Trevor Lawrence is showing some progress. So uh, good signs, and, and Jags fans are, are excited. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I think Trevor Lawrence looks like a completely different quarterback here with Doug Peterson. Um, and if nothing else, I think from the Philadelphia side of things, I, I think this is going to prove that that Doug Peterson is a good coach and that, uh, you know, maybe we moved on from him a little too soon. But happy with how it turned out with Nick Sirianni here. Um, I guess uh, another question for you would be, um, you know, what what's it really like, you know, having Doug Peterson down there? What's it seem like he's really brought to the team Obviously, the culture's got to be a lot different. He's a real players coach as opposed to, um, you know, Urban Meyer, who, I mean, we all read the articles and we all seen the reports last year. Complete opposite of Urban Meyer. Oh, complete. It's I mean, this is a 180. This is the first time it feels like the Jaguars have had, like, an adult running the show in at least three years. I mean, it's it's been rough. I mean, that even before Urban got here that last season for Doug Marone, I mean, they were halfway checked out. He knew he was getting fired, like, when the year started with the roster he had. I mean, the Minshew mania stuff was fun. You know, Gardner Minshew, as y'all know, a character, great dude, loved mm-hmm. having him here. Uh, great backup. Just, great backup. I mean, it was just a crazy thing. I mean, he was the starter, played great week one. Next thing you knew, he was in the doghouse. It, it, it's just been a, a rough few years here. And with Doug Peterson in charge, it finally feels like there's – someone who understands how the NFL works, calling the shots. The players love him. The players are seem to be learning things and feel like they're being put in a position to succeed. I mean, you know, look, people love Doug. It took the Jaguars a long time to finally hire a coach last year, and through that whole head coaching search, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Uh, but them landing Doug Peterson seems to be right now, or I mean, obviously it's very early, but seems to be the right move. Yeah, and do you think Doug Peterson returned to Philadelphia for the first time? You think this team's going to be a lot more fired up to go out and try to get this win for their coach? The players aren't openly talking about it, but the ones that will have all said they know that this game means – like, Doug Doug won't say it. Yeah. You know, we, we asked Doug a bunch of times. He's like, ah, it's just another game, and he wants his team to think of it as another game. Those yeah. guys know this game means a little bit more to Doug. No doubt. They know it. And yep. I mean, a few of the guys even said it. they'd like to go and try and get a get a win for for their coach because they I mean, this is his return to Philadelphia. And, you know, regardless of how he's compartmentalized it or dealt with, you know, leaving, going back to where he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he has a statue yep. there. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll mean a little bit more. for definitely, him. Definitely. That's what that's, that's got to be interesting. Like. You know, walking into a stadium where your statue's outside, right? I mean, that's got to be something different. I don't think there's another situation like in the league, if I'm, you know, not mistaken. I don't think so. And, and look, Usually you don't build a statue until after their careers are over. Right. Uh, apparently he's never actually seen the statue in person, is what he told us. I find us that hard week. to believe. He claims he's never seen the statue in person. He says his family has, like the wife and kids have gone mm-hmm. to visit it, but he claims to – not plan to visit it until he is officially retired. That's at least what he said. 
I don't know, man. I love me some me. If there's a statue of me outside of an NFL stadium, I can't say I'm not going to go visit it. Take well, that's what it. I said. I was like, how were you not there when, like, they unveiled this thing? Like, you, you feel like they want him and Nick there when they, they make it, the, mm-hmm. like, first show off the statue, right? Yeah, you got to at least go over there, you know, check the jawline, make sure everything looks good, you know. <laughs> it does look really good. Shave a little off the nose, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, Jamal, you mentioned, the, you know, Doug Peterson, you know, maybe the impact he's had on um, Trevor Lawrence, and he looks much better. There's a lot of talk in the offseason on Christian Kirk and the contract they gave him. But I'm curious on your thoughts on the running back situation. I mean, James Robinson is coming back from the injury. There's a lot of buzz in camp on ETN that I was hearing. And the split in the usage between the two has been a little bit surprising to me. I mean, has that been surprising to you, or is that just something a lot of the public outside of Jacksonville missed? So ETN's like the fun new toy. He's got the speed and the flash plays, and especially during training camp when they're not tackling. I mean, a guy that can go from zero to 60 in like the snap of his fingers, he's going to make some of those flash plays. I've expected for a while that as long as James Robinson was healthy, he was going to be the bell cow running back. Um, James isn't, I mean, he's actually looked more explosive now than he looked before the Achilles injury, which is, Insane to think, considering he's less than a year removed from it. But, I mean, before that Achilles injury, he was just this running back who didn't really break off big runs, but he would turn what would be a two-yard run into maybe a five- or six-yard run. He's reliable. He's going to get the job done. I mean, this year, I mean, he's like a man on a mission, breaking long runs that nobody had seen him breaking in his NFL career. Um, That's not to say that ETN won't be involved, but I think – ETN's that flashy new toy that, you know, he got the Liz Frank injury so early on last year where that coaching staff felt like they were trying to hide him. And then he kind of goes down. Nobody gets to see him. So then when he's healthy a year later, a lot of people were expecting huge things from him. And there's still time for him to get to that point and make some of those flash plays. But I think just because J-Rob hasn't broken, he's never been like the big play flashy, like highlight reel kind of running back. I think people sometimes forget just how good of a player he is. It's amazing to me that a guy like him goes undrafted. Just how, how does yeah. that happen? It's just crazy. Okay. Like, no disrespect to ETN, but there's no way that ETN's a first rounder and James Robinson's not worthy of a draft pick. That's just crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think that ETN yeah. was all because of the Trevor Lawrence connection. Yeah. Um, and that was what? They they had two or three first round picks that year when they took them. Yeah. So, two first yeah, round you, picks. And it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if Urban Meyer was just knew who ETN was because because yeah. he was watching Trevor. It, it honestly <laughs> wouldn't at this point. I mean, they drafted a tight end, and you know we asked him why he they drafted Luke Farrell, and he just goes, "Luke Farrell's got a good family." <laughs> <laughs> why do I care about his family? Yeah. <laughs> was his dad a linebacker? <laughs> It's just crazy. So, I mean, that's special brain, I guess. He really is different kind of cat, man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, very. I'm happy for the Jacksonville, you know, um, fans and 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 the city. Uh, it seems like you guys got a well. Obviously, have a proven winner in Doug Peterson as a coach, and and like you said, you know, it's going to be nice to have an adult in the room down there finally. Um, one thing I was curious about is, you know, what's what's one area of the game that you guys feel you're going to have a um, have an upper hand on going into tomorrow's matchup? An upper hand? You know, when I kind of look at this one, I mean, the Jaguars have been underdogs in every game this season. 
Um, and I'll say they're probably an underdog again. I mean, if we're saying an upper hand in a matchup, man, that's tough. Um, I mean, the offensive line and defensive line have performed well at times this year. Um, if I was going to say that there's an upper hand, I mean, with Anthony Maddox out and knowing the way they like to put Christian Kirk in the slot, I'd say that's probably the, the matchup advantage that, that they're going to have is, I mean, the, the plan is for them to move Christian Kirk around. They've done it a ton. Their goal is always to get him matched up on a linebacker um, if, when they can. And if not, he's on that slot corner. And with Maddox out, I think that's got to be the advantage matchup for the Jaguars right now. One thing uh, I was looking at when I was reading up on the Jags is their their run defense. It's been one of the best in the league this year, only giving up 3.1 yards a carry. 55 yards a game. Yeah, the, the Eagles are one of the best rushing teams, not only because it hurts, but because their offensive line's great at run blocking more than anything else. So that's a matchup I'm going to be looking at, especially because the weather is going to be so bad. Um, both teams are good in the trenches. So it, that's what I believe is going to come down to is just whoever can win that line of scrimmage is going to end up winning this game because throwing the ball might be tough, especially if you're trying to throw it downfield in 10 to 20 mile an hour winds and a soaking wet football. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously dive into our betting segment uh, a little bit down the road here tonight, but um, I, I'm going to say early, take the under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this will be a different kind of matchup for that Jags defense because this is the first mobile quarterback that they've faced this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Ryan ain't running nowhere. Statues. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert had, you know, his ribs were injured. He can move a little bit, but he wasn't trying to move much. And then you had Carson Wentz, who can move a little bit, but definitely not to the level that Hurts can can move around. So that'll do, that that'll definitely be a a different kind of matchup than this Jags defense has dealt with. But I mean, one of the things that uh, one of the reasons why their run defense has been well is because that's what Trayvon Walker can do right now. I mean, he's a you know day one the expectation was he's a physical guy who can make an impact in that run game, and he's not a bad pass rusher by any means. But I mean that compared to the, what he can do on the run side, I mean, that'd be the weakness of his game. So uh, so that his impact in that run defense has definitely been huge for what they've been able to do so far. And Devin Lloyd looks like he's going to be a stud. I was hoping oh, he yeah. was, would take him so bad. We ended up with Jordan Davis, so, so not a bad pick. But Devin Lloyd's all over the place, and he's a, a four-down guy. I mean, he's going to play – almost every snap of the, uh, the defense is out there. It's, oh, yeah. it's, interesting. Baller, it's interesting that you guys bring up Lloyd and uh, Trayvon Walker, to their two top picks. Another guy that's played well, and I wanted to ask you about the you know rookie's impact as a whole, their third-round rookie out of Kentucky, Luke Fortner at center, I think he's done a serviceable job. I believe he was a career guard at Kentucky, and he made the transition over center. That's a big responsibility to start day one from center. And, and what's the impact just not only he's had, but the other rookies that we've already talked about? What kind of impact have they given immediately to the team? I mean, when you get three starters out of your rookie draft, you're doing pretty good. Um, so, they, I mean, Walker and Lloyd have been huge for what this defense has been able to do. Fortner sliding in there at center, I mean, has been huge. Uh, he's still – everyone. I mean, throughout the course of the game, there's one or two plays where you're like, all right, he's still a rookie, and you can you can kind of see that from him. But overall, I mean, he's, he's fitting great. I mean, he's – it, it helps that he has some veteran guys next to him. I mean, Ben Barch has been there for a few years, and, and Brandon Sheriff is is definitely the leader in that room. Yeah, so 
So uh, Fortner has played phenomenally, helping to fill in that spot at center and anchor down. And and hope the the hope in Jacksonville from Trent Bulky and company is that Fortner will will be able to grow with Trevor Lawrence because they look at some of those combinations where great quarterbacks and great centers stay together for a decade. Absolutely. Um, so that's what they're hoping to build there. But I mean those those two rookies on defense have been huge. Um, Walker and Lloyd are are changing the way the Jaguars are able to play, and I mean some of the veteran players have been sounding off about them since before the pads went on just because of how big and fast they are. You know, sometimes I think even last week, Devin Lloyd was able to tip a pass in coverage that, you know, some of the veteran players were like, I didn't think he could get to that. And I mean, there was one play like Trayvon Walker gets a, you know, gets a lot of love, but there was one play where he just dropped into coverage and made a pass breakup. And you're like, that's a 200 80 pound guy mm-hmm. that just, you know, <laughs> you know, dropped into coverage like see. that. Yep. You know, so he they 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 got some athletes, and these guys can play some football. So it they're they're off to a good start, but the the true belief is that the best is yet to come for these guys. I think that's always the hope, you know, with guys, right? You know, you never right. lose a couple weeks in. Are any of these injuries, um, guys? There's two guys out I see for the Jaguars. Are any of those big key injuries? I know the, the guard, Cole Van uh, Lannon and Taylor Von Chasen, I think his name is, linebacker. Are yeah. they starters or are they just depth guys? Both of them are both of them are depth guys. Van yeah. Lannon is a backup. Chason plays some snaps in pass rushing situations. He'd be a bigger loss than Van Lannon because um, yeah. Chason has gotten some reps on the defense. Um, the injury that I'm paying close attention to is Zay Jones. Jones. That's the one. Um, because if he's out, that is a huge blow to what the Jaguars want to do on offense. I mean, last week, what off the top of my, I think it was 10 catches, something like that against the chargers for him and a touchdown. I mean, he's a big part of that passing attack. And if they're missing him, they'll have to change some things on exactly how they want to line up. Um, who's, who's, the next, who's the next guy in? If he's out, it'll probably be Tim Jones. Okay, because I know they let LaVisca Chenault go. Right, they traded Visca. Uh, they have Tim Jones. I mean, they could go Jamal Agnew, but he Ooh, can't line up that. outside yeah. the way Zay Jones is, and that's what they need Zay to do, which if they went with Agnew, then all of a sudden now you got to make Christian Kirk line up outside, which means all of a sudden he's running into slay, which is not what they want him to do. <laughs> And um, what's like the percent chance of these people play, especially with the, with the weather being so bad? That's got to play a factor in a, a guy with a bad ankle wanting him yeah, to go a, and cut on that kind of grass. It's an injury that popped up late in the week uh, or midweek. So it, never good. I mean, yeah, it's, really, it's never it really a good sign. Situation. Just having right. practice and then he was questionable and out. And I was like, I was shocked by that. Right. So, I mean, it, it, they had a similar situation last week where Shaquille Griffin popped up on the injury report on Friday and then ended up missing the game. They're hoping he'll be back this week. He said he, he feels pretty good, like he should be able to go, which helps the defense. But if I had to give Zay, I mean, right now, I mean, I know he's listed as questionable. I, I'd say it's 60-40, 40 that he's out and 60 that he or, – or 60 that he's out and 40 that he goes. Um just because that ankle, like you said, with the weather coming in and something that pops up midweek like that, uh, it's never a, a real good sign. So I, I wanted to take a quick bigger picture. Obviously, you know, we're, we're worried about this week, but what's the season outlook? Obviously, there's a little optimism there. You know, they got rid of Urban. They got Doug in there. 
that division's just completely terrible. Is, is there any optimism that they can maybe make a run and win this division this year? Or are so we just kind of focusing on the big picture here? I've been saying since the beginning, but since before the season started, that this division's terrible and that it, it's not out of the question that somebody makes it out of this division with seven or eight wins. Um, and this is a Jaguars team that could 100% get seven or eight wins throughout the course of the season. So is there um, any talk about that down there? Or they're just kind of happy they're winning a couple games and competitive right now? A lot of Jags fans aren't wanting to buy in on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're not wanting to buy in on it yet, but I, I I fully believe that this team has a shot at winning the division. Uh, just because I'm not a believer in the Texans, I'm not a believer in what I've seen from the Colts so far. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the Titans have been up and down and are missing their best player on defense for the whole year. I mean, so at some point, somebody has to win some games. I don't think the Colts or the Titans are going to consistently win. I don't think the Jaguars are necessarily going to consistently win. But one of those three is going to come out on top. I think the Jaguars have a swingers chance at pulling okay. it off. It's fair enough. They got a tough stretch in the middle of the season, though. Yeah, that middle of the season stretch is going to be a tough. That's where they're going to really learn some things. But I mean, that game against the Broncos doesn't look as fierce as it once yep. did. Woo, you know, Russell Wilson so, looks on fire. Right. As well as the Raiders too. I thought they yes. were going to be stacked and they haven't looked good. I did too. So that, that that was the stretch where all, where in, before the season I had them winning seven games is what I had called. But, you know, one of those games I picked as a loss was the Chargers game, and I definitely had, like, the Broncos and Raiders marked down as losses. Mm-hmm. But looking at them now, I'm like, they, they seem winnable. That off. Yeah. So, so the Jaguars, they got a shot. I mean, they got a shot, you know, because I, I just don't believe in, in what the Colts and Titans are doing right now. Just don't. And, and in a rebuilding year, all you can really hope for as a fan or, or as somebody covering the team is that your team has a puncher's chance. You know, just the, the ability to get in there, at least keep it interesting, maybe win a couple of games. And, um, you know, in, in a division like that where it's very well possible to walk away with the division title, then, you know, why not? I, you know, I, I definitely see why there's, you know, the optimism that there is around this Jaguars team here now. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, is is what do you feel is like one major key to the game or or what's something that you're looking for um, if it's a small victory? Like I've been talking all all offseason about Jalen Hurts and his um, his journey to becoming the player that he's going to be and, and taking these stepping stones. What's one of those stepping stones for this franchise that you'd like to see maybe this week? Uh, you know, I'd really like to see Trevor go out and – and be able to get into a shootout and win it. Because I, I fully believe this Eagles offense is going to score. And I think they're going to put up points. And up until now, Trevor has never gone into a game and been able to make a defense just consistently pay. Where you looked at it and you're like, oh, man, that's the guy. You know, he's had some good games. Like, last week was a good game. But never once do you look at it and say, oh, man. Like, think about how you've seen Jalen Hurts go out there and dice some of these defenses up this season. Trevor doesn't have that where he's just, you know, bo- dropping bombs and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, so at some point, I, that would be a huge stepping stone. If Trevor can go out there and just slice and dice that Eagles defense and keep up with the points that I think the, the Eagles offense is going to put up, I think that would be a huge point for this for this franchise moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, guys, you got anything else um, for Jamal here before we uh, move on? Oh, yes, sir. Um... 
that's it. Just thanks for coming on. We uh, really appreciate it. I'm glad uh, we got in touch with you. Oh, we don't yeah, got no predictions. Having me. Yeah. yeah oh, you me. know what? Yeah, that's right, Kyle. Um, uh, what do you have for a prediction on the game? We uh, we usually do this. I don't know why I forgot. Um, you know, score prediction. Uh, who you think comes out on top here? So I think Eagles win this one. I, I have the def- differences like a late touchdown. Um, I think 28-21 is what I'm sticking with right now. So the Eagles, um, Eagles covers what you're telling edge. me. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, <laughs> All right, that, so that's exactly where I'm at. I'm gonna at you on Twitter if they don't. I just wanted to let you know. All right, deal. I'm with it. No, that's my pick. I think, like I said, I think this Eagles offense is gonna be a huge test for the Jags D. Um, and and overall, I think Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown are just gonna be too much of a combination for them. It, it, that they that they just won't be able to contain to get the win. But you know what? At some point, hanging with good teams is is a huge stepping stone for this Jaguars team. Just to say they're in the game, which is what you know. In in a growing year, you just want them to compete week in and week out. So uh, even if in a close loss like that, where, the way I think it'll happen, I think Jags fans will be one hundred percent fine with that. <laughs> Absolutely. There you have it, guys. Our friend Jamal Saints here, 28-21 Eagles, he says. Um, again, Jamal, can't appreciate you coming on enough. Um, guys, if you're down in Jacksonville, make sure you uh, tune in to Channel 4 and uh, catch our friend Jamal here on the Sports Desk. Thanks again for joining us here on Sundays for the Birds, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Uh, good luck on Sunday. Have a good rest of the season. Well. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, buddy. There you have it. Can't appreciate Jamal enough for joining us here for our eagle eye on the other side. Now I say it's high time we dive into this from the bird's perspective. Gentlemen, I'll ask you this. Um, Your keys to the game here, we'll start off with it. Um, As usual, everybody knows we get three keys to the game. Um, Kyle, let's switch it up here. We'll go to you first. Go to me first. All right, so Jake mentioned earlier the weather. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple games affected by weather. You know, I, we mentioned the Penn State earlier. Five turnovers Penn State had, and they still managed to win. Well, so I think, noon. yeah, winning win the turnover battle is always important, but especially in a game with the weather, that's a big factor. So that, that's going to be my first key to the, the game. The Jags are a plus seven turnover differential. Yeah, and they've been after the quarterback, too. They, they've been pretty decent on defense so far this year. Exactly. Uh, my second thing, I, I want continued success rushing the passer. We saw last week nine sacks. That's not going to happen again. But if you can consistently get four-man pressure and you don't have to blitz extra guys, that is so huge. So hopefully I look for guys, you know, Josh led a big game and, and Reddit got involved. Look for the defensive pass rush to keep staying aggressive and consistently getting pressure would be my second key to the game. And thirdly, Jalen Hurts, let's keep on rolling. He's at a great start to the year. And there's no reason to slow down now. The, the Jaguars' best players on defense are in the front seven. I know they went out and got Shaquille Griffin in the offseason, but he's questionable. But even if he plays, there's nothing to be scared of in that secondary. So hopefully I look for Jalen Hurst to keep building on uh, building on what he's done so far this year and keep proving me wrong because so far he's done that. And I hope he continues to do that. Uh, yes, Jake, what do you got here for us? Three keys to a Bird's victory. Uh, just – Pretty much reiterate what Kyle is saying with the turnovers. It's going to be um, a nasty, nasty weather game out there. So I hope they um, keep on the ground a lot more, control the clock, control the ball. Boston Scott being out, 
Um, you might that see hurts. a little bit of um, Trey Sermon, which is a more north-south running back, so it might not be a bad thing. Just have him in there pounding us sometimes. But uh, um, that's number one, turnovers. Um, number two is win the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. Um, Jaguars <laughs> average over four yards of carry, just like the Eagles do. Um, the only thing is, we talked about it with um, Jamal, is that they have a rookie center. So I hope the defense sends a lot of blitzes through there and have Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis just eating that rookie center up. But, um, yeah, if we can run the ball effectively and stop the run, I don't see there's no way that, that we can't pull it out because that run game is just going to open everything up for, for Hurts. And hopefully we score some points in the second half as well. And my final key uh, – I'm not even sure. I, I mean, I think that's just with this being such a, a sloppy game. I think that turnovers and the line of scrimmage are, are going to be what wins the game. Maybe a late coaching decision. Hopefully, you know, they both like to go for it on fourth down. Um, I think they're four of seven on fourth down. We're four or six. That could be a key moment in the game. If one of us have to go for it on fourth down, it'll be interesting. All right. All right. All right. I got three for you here. Um, my first one is uh, is is something that I think um, goes without speaking. Um, I don't know that it necessarily needs to be said, um, but for those of you going to the game, get loud, make it hell for this young quarterback and this rookie center. Um, you know, get in there, rattle their cages, um, distract them, make it hard for them to read what the defenses are doing. And this is super important for the rookie center. Most of the times in an NFL offense, your center um, calls out the protections, identifies the Mike linebacker, and and sets the pass protection, sets the run protection. Um, make it hard for these guys to communicate on that offensive line. Make it hard for that left tackle to hear the guy three spots over at the center position calling out the protection hopefully cause some miscues and lead to some easy sacks. Uh, number two. Sean, before you move on to number two, I want to touch on that point you made about being loud. A lot of people are selling their tickets for super cheap right now. So if you can't afford to usually go to an Eagles game, which are usually 225 a piece for upper, you know, 25 row and, and later, there's tickets on here now for a hundred bucks, uh, upper level row four, which seats are awesome for $110. So, if we want to be loud, we got to have the stadium fill. I feel like a lot of these rich season ticket holders don't want to go get a little wet. So they are um, selling off their tickets. So if you usually can't afford an Eagles game, like I said, they're upward of 200 plus each. You can get them right now for 100 to $120 a piece. So uh, come join me tomorrow and uh, get loud with me. Absolutely. Great chance for the working man to get into an Eagles game here tomorrow. Um, number two, key to the game. Be aggressive. Like you mentioned, the weather, 10, 20-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be difficult to pass the ball. You don't have to worry about getting beat over the top with these wind speeds the way that they're going to be. Be aggressive. Dial up some exotic blitzes. I'd love to even see maybe a few corner blitzes or a safety blitz mixed in there in addition to the linebackers. Um, just get aggressive. Put some pressure on this young quarterback and, um, you know, force them to make some bad decisions. Um, hopefully we continue to, you know, to be aggressive and, you know, add on to the, to those sacks that uh, that have been piling up at least 
due to last week and that nine sack performance. And uh, number one, um, everybody's mentioning the running game with it being such a slop game and, um, and, you know, with the weather and everything. But I think what a lot of people are forgetting is the screen game, which to me is an extension of your run game. Um, it's an opportunity to showcase some uh, some offensive linemen with athleticism, guys like Jason Kelsey, they can get out and move. Um, you know, uh, on a nice screen pass like that, you get Jason Kelsey out moving, um, throw a nice little cup block on a uh, on a corner or something like that, open up uh, some space on the edges there. So look for the screen game to be huge as well um, in tomorrow's matchup. Quick question for you guys. I haven't followed it too closely. Are we really going to see Trey Sermon get action over my guy Kennedy Brooks? Is that is that really is that going to happen? Kennedy Brooks is on the roster. I yeah. thought he was on the practice squad. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. They just, yeah. brought, they just brought up Covey. I didn't see anybody else get brought oh up. Oh, my goodness. Dude, if Trey Sermon is not good enough to make the Niners roster, which just produces running back after running back, why do we want their sloppy seconds? Because he's still a um, third-round pick. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Draft capital don't mean shit. I, I really thought we were going to see a little Kennedy Brooks action this week with Boston Scott out. I mean, Kennedy oh, Brooks has drafted, so. Yeah, like I said, draft capital don't mean shit. I don't care if he's drafted in the third. or I mean, dude, talking about the Jaguars earlier, James Robinson's a six, uh, undrafted guy, and Travis Etienne's a first-rounder. You got to respect the value, though, right? And and understand that you know this is a guy that certain people around the league uh, probably had pretty high on their draft boards and and felt that if they got if they got him into their organization that they could turn him into you know maybe not necessarily a premier running back but a you know a quality back um, and you know to get the guy for literally nothing um, you know speaks volumes and again um, I'll reiterate what Jake said earlier he's a north south runner. Um, and honestly, as a north-south runner, as long as you know the playbook and you're running behind this Eagles offensive line, I, I don't see there's any reason why um, you can't be productive here. I just, I just really liked Kennedy Brooks. I was really hoping to see him get a couple totes this week, so that kind of sucks for me, but whatever. You still might see him down the line. It's a long season. A lot of people get hurt. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Absolutely. All right. Um, any other matchups you guys are interested in here uh, moving forward? Um, you know, you guys heard me ask Jamal, you know, what was a, an area where um, he felt confident? He felt that the Jags might have the upper hand. Um, I'm going to flip that and ask you guys, uh, what's an area that, that you feel uh, a bit of concern about? Um, this is a this is a pesky uh, Jags team here. My biggest concern is that they're going to be super pumped up. And if we come out slow and they come out fast because, you know, they're playing for, for their new coach who is a, a player's coach, seems like he's already changed the culture down there. But that's my biggest worry. If we get off to a slow start and they come out and punch us in the mouth, if um, we dig ourselves a big hole, can we get out of it? So starting fast um, needs to happen. And then finishing strong too because we could easily score 30 points the past two weeks if we wanted to score in the second half. So. Absolutely. Start fast and don't get stuck in the mud early. Yep. Uh, Kyle, what's one area of concern that you have? So, uh, not really a whole lot of not not really a whole lot of concern for me necessarily. I, I think the Eagles are pretty much a better team than the Jaguars across the board. But Jamal touched on it earlier. Christian Kirk in the slot with Devontae Maddox out. Mm -hmm. 
I've been doing a little research. Something that I read earlier was through three weeks, the Jaguars had Christian Kirk lined up on a linebacker or matched up versus a linebacker uh, between 40 or 50% of the time. So if, if that's something that continues, I know the Eagles linebackers have played pretty good to start the year. That's definitely a mismatch. And that's definitely something that you can't have happening too much throughout the game. Absolutely. Uh, one area of concern for me is, um, is Avante Maddox. Um, yeah. I said it before. I'll say it again. He's best slot corner in football and, you're a much better team with him on the field. It's that simple. Um, so hopefully it's a quick recovery. We see him back here next week. A big, big opportunity for Josiah Scott. Fill in and, you know, put some good film out there. Get yourself some more reps. Fingers crossed, baby. This this is where you start to see kind of what your depth is, and, and this is where you really figure out what Howie Roseman's made of. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people look at the top half of the roster, but, you know, the the, the – the truly great GMs are able to, you know, build depth and, yes, you know, really round out their roster with that bottom half. I mean, I just watched, I just rewatched the, uh, I just rewatched Super Bowl Fifty Two the other night, and there's so many, there were so many guys on that team that you maybe necessarily didn't hear about until they came up, until their number was called. Um, so Josiah Scott hopefully uh, answers the bell when his number's called here tomorrow. All right, guys, you ready to move on here? Uh, we'll dive into our uh, predictions for Dog of the Week. Sounds good. All right, as you saw there, guys, on the video, Dog of the Week brought to you by our friends at Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company and Sterling Pig Brewing Company. Um, our dogs over there got you covered for all your inebriation needs. Get yourself some Sterling Pig or Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company beers for the game tomorrow as you kick back and watch our birds hopefully kick some Jaguar ass. Boys, let's throw it around here. Predictions. Dog of the game, who are we expecting? Jake, I'll let you lead this one off. I know we um, talked about going with a group last week, so I think the group's going to have to be the offensive line this week. The Jaguars defensive line and their, their new linebacker, Devin Lloyd and, and company, have been holding teams to you know three-point yards per carry, and, and one of those teams include Jonathan Taylor, one of the absolute best running backs in the league. I'm not sure if the Colts are using them right this year, but they still – still kept them in check. So if um, our offensive line comes out and we pound the ball and keep Hurts clean, um, they'll be uh, my dog of the game. I like it. I like it. Kyle, prediction, dog of the game. Who you got? Dog of the game. I'm going to go with Marcus Epps. He's been really solid through three weeks. He's made a lot of plays. And if it wasn't for, you know, Darius Slay getting some pub and nine sacks or Darius Slay in the big game, versus Justin Jefferson, nine sacks last week on the defensive line. There'd be more people talking about him. Eventually, he's going to make a big game change in play. Maybe it'll be this week. I, I'm going to go with him as dog of the game, and hopefully he makes a big play for the Eagles this week. Man, you have made a full turnaround on Marcus Epps, and I love to see that. <laughs> he's just – he's he's everything you want in a safety, or at least through three weeks. Like, dude, when they were going into the air, when they cut Jaquiski Tart, I was sitting there like, I this is terrible. You need a – you need well, him, you had like, to understand it, though. I mean, the guy was the guy was absent, you know, for a large portion of camp in the preseason. 
I, I understand that, but I, I, I thought when they signed him, he was a for, surefire lock to make the roster. Mm-hmm. And when people were pup, pumping up Mar- Marcus Epps, and I was just like, I don't really see it. But he, through three weeks, he's looked great, and he sure as looks well, like he so, might turn into a really good safety. As well as cutting Anthony Harris as well. I know he hasn't been great, but he's a veteran guy who's uh, been in the system. So it was wild to see. I, I think he's back on the practice squad. Yeah, to, to have two so, veterans, yeah. do you think you're going to have a safety, and then to cut them both? I mean, that's just that you don't see that a whole lot. Well, and not to say that Epps isn't a veteran either. I mean, he's he's got some years in the league now to this point. Um, you know, he's he's been around. Um, but I think you're starting to see him take leadership of that safety room, right? Um, he's the only guy that's really played safety at the NFL level. Um, you know, C.J. Gardner Johnson was a slot corner in New Orleans. Yeah. Has the versatility, can play safety. Obviously, he's playing safety for us now. But I think you're seeing Epps really take control of that safety room and be that leader back there that we're so accustomed to having in Philadelphia. You talk about our proud history of safeties with guys like Brian Dawkins, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, all three guys, great leaders, great safeties for the Eagles. Um, so I think you're really starting to see Epps to, uh, start to take steps forward. I think that's a great pick for uh, dog of the game. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, and I mean, it, it hurts to admit when you're wrong. Let me tell you, especially for me. But Mar- Marcus Epps and Jalen Hurts have definitely, definitely had me back off so far this year. Absolutely, good to hear. Couldn't be better for the Eagles. Um, so my pick for dog of the game again. I'm going to go to the sideline here. Um, Every week I, with you. Hold on, hold <laughs> on. I'm going to the offensive side of the ball. I'm sticking with the coordinators. I think Shane Steichen here is going to show you what he's made of as a coordinator here in the NFL. Um, you know, we mentioned the weather. We keep going back to the weather. It's going to be a slop fest. We're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to get creative in the screen game. So I'm interested to see what kind of screen plays he can dial up. And I'm also interested to see what he can scheme up in the run game. You know, it's 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 a lot harder to run the football effectively when everybody knows you're going to do it. Beyond just, hey, our guys are better than yours. Let's line up, run it right down your throats. Um, you know, you're going to have to get a little more creative than that when it's going to be a, a full a full game endeavor running the football. Uh, so I'm interested to see what Shane Steichen can do this week. And I, uh, I think it's a huge test for him, but I think he's up to the challenge. Um, and this is hopefully the last time that I mentioned Shane Steichen uh, because if he has a great year, I don't want to hear his name in coaching interviews next season. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon keeps us up. He's going to be uh, another candidate yet again this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's up, Steve? Thanks for watching. Thanks for coming. We're doing well. Um, we'll be doing better tomorrow if we get another Eagles win. For sure. Appreciate you checking in. Appreciate you listening. Uh, don't forget to be a friend. Tell a friend where they get the best Eagles talk in the city. Um Let's move it along here. Uh, We all know we're degenerate gamblers here on Sundays for the Birds. Um, Anybody listening out there at FanDuel, uh, feel free to reach out for a sponsorship. Uh, For this next segment here, our not-so-sharp picks of the week. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Love the new intro videos, Jake. Appreciate it. Absolutely love them. Um, 
segment brought to you by our friends at Fanatics. Make sure you check out the affiliate link down below in the description of this episode. Uh, Fanatics, everything official available at Fanatics. Uh, use that link down below. Let them know Sundays for the Birds, Old City Sports Network sent you. And our friends at Righteous Felon Beef Jerky. Use our promo code at their website, RighteousFelon.com. 15% off your entire order. Once again, that's promo code OCSN at checkout for 15% off all your craft jerky needs. And last but not least, our friends at Norse Beards. That's Norse, N-O-R-S-E, Beards.com. Use that promo code OCS for 25% off your entire order. Get yourself looking like Jake Long. Get yourself looking like the mayor of John Street and the Norse gods with our friends at Norse Beards. And save yourself 25% off. Promo code OCS. Boys, let's cook up some parlays. Um what can I say? I'm all about parlays. I'm all about the big swings. And let's be honest, any jabroni can sit here and pick some games, right? It takes a real degenerate expert gambler to make a few heavy swings throughout the season on some of these parlays. Um, Kyle, namesake of the segment, got to let you lead it off here. Not so sharp. Parlay of the week. So before I get into a parlay for Sunday, I want to tell you all about my parlay that missed today. It was a $250 uh, bet, free bet. I joined Caesars. Uh, they're finally in PA. Shout out them. I had Alabama money line, Penn State money line, the Demon Deacons money line. They won by 10, six point six nine point dogs. And I had Kentucky money line. They lost by three. Will Levitz fumbled twice inside the red zone in the fourth quarter, and he choked me away a nice little 25. Didn't they score and get called back, though, in the fourth quarter? and then They, they, got did, they did do that as well, and the guy wasn't set. I, I was upset about that. I was more upset about two fumbles in the red zone. That can't happen. Yeah. But Missouri State killed my parlay. Missouri State killed my college parlay. Who are they playing? I can't remember. It was a 19-leg parlay. 19 legs. Jesus. 19 legs. Yo, I had a free I had a free $20 bet. It paid out like $780. Dude, what do you want me to do? That's insane. You're, you're wild. Hey, you know what? All it takes is one. All right. So so going on to this week, I haven't looked at team bets too much. I will tell you Cortland Sutton goes off for 100 yards and a touchdown this week. But I, I'm going to go with what my buddy Jamal said. The Eagles are going to cover six and a half. That's going to be my first one. Um, I like Seattle this week, uh, at Detroit. I'm going to take Seattle money line. Detroit's down, uh, DJ Chark, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. Look for a shot penny to get in the run game. Uh, so I'm going to take Seattle money line and we're going to take Denver plus two and a half versus Las Vegas. So, Vegas is 0-3. It's a must-win game for them. But Denver at 2-1 has looked like shit to start the year. At some point, Russ is going to get cooking. He's going to start showing people, you know, he was worthy of that contract. So that's what I'm going to go with for my three-team parlay. I don't have it up on FanDuel or anything, so I don't know what it pays out. But that, that, that's what I'm going to do, and I'll lock that in later. And we'll let you know if it all hits. What was your last one, Raiders? No, uh, Denver plus 2.5. I like it. All right, Jake, you got something cooked up for us? Yeah, I did a 14 parlay. Um, 
Put just put ten bucks on it. It'll win you one hundred sixty eight dollars. I got Minnesota minus three and a half at New Orleans. Um, New Orleans has Andy Dalton as their quarterback. The Red Rifle. Yeah, I feel like that team's getting ready to um, go down um, a bad path and hopefully start um, training some guys off. Maybe the Eagles can pry Alvin Kamara away from them, which would be pretty <laughs> sick. But that's my first first bet. Um, Colts, money line over the Titans. I just – I know they both had good wins last week. I think the Colts are starting to get together. They're going to start using Jonathan Tower more, and Tennessee just got – uh, nothing scares me about Tennessee. They lost their best pass rusher. Um, Derrick Henry has been getting destroyed. I mean, week one, he got laid out, which you never see Derrick Henry do. So I have the Colts winning money line. Um, that's minus 186. And then I got the Ravens beating the Bills. I just Lamar Jackson's uh, playing for his – contract he's on fire has more touchdowns than every other team in the nfl just by himself besides his own team and buffalo's got some injuries on defense i think the ravens take advantage of that and my last one is i got the jets over the steelers just because i hate the steelers and i want to root against them even harder tomorrow so um <laughs> that added a little boost to my parlay so uh jets over steelers and plus cougar hunter zach wilson might be back under center so maybe he'll fling it around without uh, T.J. Watt chasing him in the backfield. And plus, Steelers, I mean, they look like they're ready to kick uh, Trubisky's ass. I mean, you look at George Pickens all the time, throwing his hands up after routes and shit. I mean, that's not – you You're just upset because you took him at pick 85 in our dra- in our fantasy draft. Yeah. Come uh, on now. That's not yeah, I took him in one of my other leagues too. That's not a good look for a rookie to be that – um. I don't know, cocky already that um he yeah. thinks he's getting the ball thrown to him, but he's probably learning from the prima donna over there from Notre Dame, Chase Claypool. Yeah, he's um, a big prima donna. I've heard some comparisons to Antonio Brown already. I mean, that's mm-hmm. rough. Oh, Steve just updated us on the Phillies five nothing. About time. Hopefully, they don't blow that one. Yeah, you ain't kidding. It's coming down to the wire here with the Phillies. Yep. Um, even right now with the Brewers. So my not so sharp parlay this week, um, I'm going to ride Kyle here. I'm going to say uh, birds are going to cover minus six and a half here. Um, I also took the under in the Eagles Jags game. Again, we, we keep going back to the weather, right? It's going to be a, it's going to be a muck fest. I think it's going to be a ball control defense kind of a game, run the ball down your throat and uh, you know, see which team has the most chest there. Who's, who's ready to buck up. And win a football game. And, uh, you know, I think the Eagles come out. But, again, I think the under at 45 and a half is going to hit. Um, I hate to do this, but it's a divisional game. Um, Washington and Dallas. I think Dallas covers minus three. Um, not really much to say about that. I just feel they're the better team. Yeah, I was going to take that, but I couldn't uh, root for Dallas. So, cause I feel like Mika Parsons, if we could sack Wentz nine times um, – Cowboys defensive line has been their bright spot. I mean, everyone's winning games for him. So for he's sure. be, uh, getting killed again. Jake, I probably should have looked this up before um, before I took this, but is uh, anybody know if Dak's back? <laughs> no, he's not back. No, he's still out. Okay. Next week. That's better anyway. though. Cooper Rush never lost as a starter. Exactly. Um, and I also have the Arizona Cardinals covering minus one and a half um, against the Carolina Panthers on the road. 
I, I just feel like the Cardinals are a better team, plain and simple. Um, they're, they're just a better team. I believe in the quarterback more. Um, and, you know, they, they still have some weapons there. I know Hollywood Brown is questionable. I know D-Hop is still out. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think they have a competent offense, and I think they'll find a way um, to win here on Sunday. Um, so that four-leg parlay um, – $10 will win you $119. Um, so, again, we have the Arizona Cardinals to cover, Cowboys to cover, Eagles to cover, and the under in the Eagles-Jacksonville game. Total uh, total odds come out at uh, plus 1192. So, hopefully that one hits for me because uh, I'm taking a fucking – beating lately yeah i haven't hit on any bets yet in the nfl hoping as mid-season rolls around we start to get an idea of some of these teams absolutely all right boys it's time we got game predictions i, I think they're all going to be pretty low scoring here um you know again keep going back to the weather but um game prediction uh kyle how you see the game going and uh what's your final score Oh, I'm going to go 24-17 Eagles. Uh, I agree it's going to be a little lower scoring. I don't want to go too low scoring. This is the modern NFL. They are, it is a offensive league. And uh, like I said, I'm going to roll with my guy, Jamal. He keeps telling me, he goes, the Eagles, are they're going to cover. So my money is, is, is on him being right, covering his team, and we'll see what happens. All right, all right. Jake, what do you got, game prediction, and how do you see the game going? Um, I, I think it's going to be a battle. We talked about it all. I'll show um, it's going to be a battle at the offensive line in the trenches. And I just feel like the Eagles have more veterans in that area. Talk about the rookie center for the Jags. Um, Fletcher Cox looks like he's playing out of his mind right now. I mean, I know it was just um, the commanders, but he, um, he has three sacks already in a year. Sweat's coming on. And then I, I like TJ Edwards. He's been a hell of a player. Same with Kaiser White. So I feel like we'll win in the trenches and, and in that front seven. I have the Eagles finally scoring more than 24 points, not scoring 24 for three weeks in a row. I have them 27 to 21. Um, don't quite cover, but I don't care because I'm not betting on them. 27, 21 birds. Have they really scored 24 every week? No, the um, last two weeks they did. Oh, last two weeks. Okay. I think, right? All right. I think so. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page here. You know, it's, it's going to be uh, relatively low scoring by modern standards. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, uh, I think the Eagles find a way to get into the end zone a couple of times. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles 28 and Jaguars 18. 18 birds. So we all got the birds across the table. Um, you know, one other thing I'll add to this, um, you know, to add to our, uh, our weather banter, if you will. Uh, I'm interested to see the kicking game, um, mm -hmm. kickoffs, punts. Uh, the punts scared the hell out of me uh, with Aaron Sipos. Um, you saw last year as as it got colder out, um, his leg got worse and worse. His punts got, you know, more and more horrendous. Um, so I'm interested to see um, what his leg brings um, here in this game with the weather, with the winds, with the rain. Um, and if so Covey's going to be back there. Um, you know, I think he's going to be back there. Um, I heard, I heard the roster, right? Yeah. 
and, and that's really the only reason he would be up. Um, I did hear uh, a few people that um, you know that that were at the game mention that the that that muff punt may have been caused because of some wind gusts. Um, Jason Kel- Jason Kelsey for one said it on the uh, on the New Heights podcast with him and his brother Travis. Um, if you guys haven't checked that out, um, great show. Um, yeah, but I mean, as as a punt returner, if that ball is to your side and you're stretching out for it, you know to just get away from it. Wind gusts or not, he stretched out for it. I'm not giving him a pass on that one. And it's going to be windy as all hell tomorrow. So that ball is going to be flying all over the place. If if you're not sure you're going to be able to catch 100%, let it go. Because like I said last week, that, that could have changed the whole game if they recovered that inside the five, scored touchdowns 10-7. We got a um, whole different ball game. So just be smart. If you can't catch it, I'd rather bounce to the two-yard line than, than the recover a fumble at the two-yard line. I agree. I also think that you can't give up on the guy if you feel that he's going to be a long-term answer for you back there. I'm sure they had his ass out there just catching punts all practice all week. That was probably his sole thing to do is just act there catching punts because you don't want to stick Devontae Smith or one of your starting receivers back there risking injury on, on one of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, we ready for final thoughts? Ugh. Always. <laughs> Kyle's favorite segment. Uh, final thoughts brought to you by our friends at Lugaroo Custom Clothing. Make sure you use our friends at Lugaroo. That's Lugaroo.co for all your custom clothing needs. Lugaroo.co. Let them know Sundays for the birds and old city sports sent you. Final thoughts. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm pumped for the game. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to it. I was Weather looked nice all week, and then all of a sudden the storm took a little turn, and it's hitting us more um, direct than, than we thought. So tailgate's going to be wet. Um, we talked pre-show. I got um, my sisters picking up a bunch of ponchos for me and my nephew. They'll have a pre-game poncho, um, an in-game poncho, and then also a seat poncho because you don't want your ass to be wet when you're sitting on those seats, even though I usually stand 90% of the time. So I'm just fired up. Be at the link again. Um, I hope some people can grab these tickets that are for sale. If they don't sell them, I hope those people show up because I hate when the Eagle Stadium's empty, um, whether or not. I mean, it's it's still a hell of a time. So um, just drink some beers, get a really good buzz when you go in, and you'll you'll forget it's raining. You'll feel good. So um, let's go, birds. Let's get another win while I'm there. Absolutely. Uh, Kyle, what do you got? You're you're getting a little bit better at this final thoughts thing. You're you're making progress. I'm almost proud of you. Almost. That's that's what I love to hear. Dude, the Eagles got to keep this momentum going. 3-0 to start the year. Look for them to get another win, keep the momentum going. The It's almost starting to feel, to me, like a little bit a couple years ago when the Cowboys went 14-2, and two and like nobody really thought they were going to do that well. I, I projected them to go 10-7 and seven at the start of the year, personally. And just as the season started and the rest of the team just kind of flustered or whatever, it, they just Cowboys took off and they finished 14-2. Obviously, it didn't work out great for them that year in the playoffs, but it's kind of it never does. To, yeah. It never does for the Cowboys, but it's starting to feel like that for the Eagles where the other teams are a mess. They got issues and the Eagles are just kind of starting to, to run away with things. I know it's early and a lot can change, but keep the momentum up if you're the Eagles and, and don't lose any confidence or anything like that for any of these guys out there. Kyle, that may have been your best final thought <laughs> segment. Yes. I love it. Um, Guys, uh, I want to lead off my final thoughts here with um, a statement. 
if you boo Doug Peterson tomorrow, I do not consider you an Eagles fan. You are not my brother in green. The man brought us our one and only Super Bowl championship. Um, so you give that man the standing ovation that he deserves when he walks out onto that field tomorrow. I, I think and he's then, going to, right? Uh, 100%. Okay. He should, but there's going to be a few assholes a few. that boo. Yeah, no, 100%. There's going to be a few. Um, and I'm speaking to those people now. So if you boo him, you're an asshole, you're a jabroni, and I don't consider you my brother in green. Yeah. Um, um, boo him once the first quarter starts. That's it. Pretty much. Um, after that, scream your heads off. Make it hard on this young offense. Um, you know, show the fire and hopefully send Dougie P and the pesky Jags packing. And lastly, guys, I cannot stress this enough. We absolutely appreciate the hell out of everybody rocking with us here live tonight. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube Live. Shout out our buddy Jamal from Channel 4 in Jacksonville for coming on with us for our eagle eye on the other side. Um, and shout out to you, the listeners. We actually could not do the show without you. Um, we love you all. Go, birds! B-A-T-L!